Welcome to the Career Suite, where we focus on driving your future forward. I'm Helen G. Sneed, CEO, wife, mother, and philanthropist. So join me for career conversations inside the suite. You'll be glad you did. Ready to drive your future forward? Then you're in the right place. Let's step inside the career suite where career conversations begin with you. Thank you for joining me inside the suite today. I'd like to start with percentages. I'll call it the likelihood factor. It's well known when you apply for a job, you have decided to compete for an opportunity. Short-term, long-term, interim, Whatever it turns into, you have entered a competition. During the past 90 days, if you've submitted 30 resumes, participated in two interviews, and received zero job offers, chances are you aren't fully aware of how well-prepared your competition is. If you aren't well-prepared, you have less than a 50% chance of being considered a viable candidate. Today, inside the career suite, I will help you change that. Grab your pumpkin loaf and let's identify your competition. The average number of people applying for a full-time job with a well-known company is around 100. Granted, time of year, the state of the economy, how specialized or popular a position is can influence this number. To keep it simple and neutral, we'll stick with 100. Typically, less than 20% of the applicants make it to the yes or maybe category. That's 20 people. From there, it's likely that 20% of the people in the yes group make it to the interview stage. Often a phone screen will take that group and make it even smaller. You might have one or two strong maybes added to the list of phone screens. This is where you would find a friend of a friend referral or someone was invited as a courtesy, but they have some potential. Another way to look at this scenario, less than one in 20 applicants are categorized as viable candidates. The likelihood of being interviewed is closer to one in 25. From the people interviewed, only one person will accept the job offer and begin their new opportunity. Let's look at all this from another angle. Most people don't submit 100 resumes or complete that many job applications. If you submit 10 resumes monthly for three months, that's 30. It's safe to say you have a 10% chance of being considered for an interview. You have a 90% chance of not making it to the interview stage unless you're well prepared. Most people I talk with use the same resume, same cover letter, and change the date. I often hear them say, I've applied all over 
and I haven't heard back from anyone. It's so frustrating. When people apply all over, they aren't increasing their chances of being interviewed, especially if they recycle the same resume. What recycle means in the suite is updating the resume used to get your current position and adding a few new bullet points. Consider this, applying all over for a job is like arbitrarily buying 30 scratch-off lottery tickets, one at a time, each ticket for a different game and from various locations in different states. It's too random. Believe it or not, with some planning skill and strategy, you can increase your chances of being interviewed. You can accomplish it through a targeted approach. Which brings me to today's question in the suite. How can you improve your chances of being invited to the interview? The answer has five facets. When you combine all five, you've committed to a strategy, planning, and showcasing your skills. Let's get started. Number one, research the company. Comb through their webpage, their LinkedIn profile, read reviews on Glassdoor, Google them, search for news stories, even lawsuits, and visit their social media platforms, potentially Facebook and Instagram. If it's a smaller company, check to make sure they have a federal employer ID number. It's a required ID number to process payroll, and most banks require it to open a business account. If you know someone who works at the company, especially if you think you might report to them, view their online persona. You want to see how they communicate with other people. Learn about the company's mission, their values, their benefits. This will help you understand what the company stands for, what's important to them, and do they have policies and programs in place to drive your future forward? Are they living their marketing message? Are their actions congruent? Number two, make connections in your industry. Networking can help you learn about job openings and obtain referrals. Attend industry events, volunteer, join professional organizations, and connect with people on LinkedIn. Connect with difference makers outside of your industry. Engage in meaningful discussions to showcase your communication skills. Number three, customize your resume and cover letter. Tailor your resume and cover letter to the opportunity and the organization. What can you do for the organization? How will you get it done? And what have you done in the past that helps the new company solve its problems? Can I find that information out from your cover letter? Quantify your accomplishments. Here are two examples for your resume. Pioneered the implementation of surviving an active shooter event. In-person training at Max Video Studios in New York City for 20 full-time employees. 
Number two, significantly improved employee participation in our corporate wellness program from 65% to 100% and remained 100% for three consecutive years. So what can I do for an organization? Provide relevant in-person training that could save lives. Create training programs to improve workplace safety and security. What else can I do? Get buy-in from employees. Bring a team of individuals together. Improve their wellness and maintain efficacy even through turnover. It's another example of improving people's lives and an awareness that supports healthier lifestyles. If I were applying for a payroll job, I would need more than highlighting these two accomplishments in my cover letter to get into the top 10%, even if I've done payroll before. My cover letter would need to address wage and hour rules, overtime, being compliant, taxes, or mention the frequency of my payroll runs, software programs, such as ADP, Gusto, or Paychecks. And if I save the company money by switching payroll companies, I need to include that as well. Which brings me to number four. Know your selling points. Identify your unique selling points and be prepared to discuss them during the interview and select two, maybe three, to include in your cover letter. Provide your wow factors up front. Please don't regurgitate your resume or send a paragraph explaining where you found the job posting. The HR director knows you found the job. You're applying. So use those first three sentences to wow them, not bore them. Number five, be professional on social media. Episode number five dug into this. I'll share the abbreviated version today. Use your social media to present yourself in a way that any employer would want you to represent them at a dinner event, job fair, meeting with a new customer, or help close a million dollar deal. If you make it to the yes or maybe group, don't let your social media online persona hunt you into the no group, no points, and get the official's call that says, your interview has been canceled. If you've submitted 30 resumes, received two interviews and zero job offers, then one or more of these five facets is working against you. And your competition is doing a better job at all five. There you have it. It's official. You understand and know your competition. You know what to focus on, how to prepare, and what strategy it takes to improve. Now that's growth. Inside episode number seven, we'll address how to improve your chances of moving from an interview to a job offer. I'm Helen G. Sneed. Join me again in the career suite where I promise to save you a seat. If you need help with any of these five facets, email me and include your resume to ceo at thecareersuite.com. You'll be glad you did.